Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Thanks for listening to Primetime with Isaac and Souk On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Service Patriots is your home for comfort solutions for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. What's the most resilient parasite? Primetime with Isaac and Sue. Can build cities, can transform the world, and rewrite all the rules. That's what I'll be doing every single night. Which is why... No, 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 no! I have to steal it. What are you talking about, Willis? This is Primetime with Isaac and Souk. It's going to work. It's passable, okay? This, this isn't terrible. The best in local, regional, and national sports. With no hidden agenda. Primetime with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. Alrighty. What's up? You're speaking oh. Japanese. Welcome back to our show. Uh, Jim Harbaugh has been hired by the Chargers because uh, to be their head coach. Yeah. Not to, you know, be their quarterback or anything. Or their GM. He was their quarterback at one point. He was, yeah. Finished the career there. Yeah. He becomes the first coach to leave after winning a national championship since 1997. Tom Osborne. Oh, yeah. really? Yep. Osborne left after winning a title? After his second title. I guess that would have been his third. I think he Did won. Did he just retire, or was he sick, or what? No, he's retired. I don't tip, remember that. Tip of the cap. Walked oh, away. Good for him. Yeah, so first coach since 1997 to do it. So he wins the title, and... <clears throat> Calls it good, and now we're assuming that uh, uh, Sharon Moore, who's their offensive line coach, um, he was the one that took over when when Harbaugh was suspended, beat Ohio State, beat Penn State. 37 years old, I would assume that this is where they're going, because remember, the portal is open now for 30 days. I think you got to hire him, don't you? Well, It's too late in the process. I don't know where else you go, and, right. if, and if you don't, like someone already tweeted out, Washington already putting together a list of the players in Michigan that they'd like to uh, to go after. Yeah. Michigan has good NIL, but I mean, y- y- you see this all the time. Anytime a coach leaves, a- and kids now have thirty days to-, to decide where else they're going to go, the amount of tampering and people coming after their roster is, and they're going to lose some kids. I guarantee it. But everyone knew Harbaugh was going to leave. Uh, Moore is well respected, well liked, and there's the idea of just promote from within and 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 try to minimize the damage. Because you look at what happened to Alabama, you look what happened to Arizona, you look what happened to Washington. When you lose your coach and you're the only one that, that the portal's open to, I mean, it's yeah. it's it's really bad. Yeah, so, I think you got to stick with more at this stage of the game. Plus, he did a good job. He did a great job. I don't even know if they, honestly, if they were going to look elsewhere. Everyone knew that Harbaugh was leaving. My guess is that more will be announced as the head coach within 24 hours. Now, does he last longer than Mark Helfrich did at Oregon? Dude, I'll tell you what. Anytime you promote from within, it's risky. And the other one that sucks for him is, dude, Michigan Michigan just won a national title for the first time since, what, 96, 97? That, that could help him. Yeah, it could, but at the same time, like, Michigan, 
hasn't been great for 30 years. And now this is the expectation. Like if he goes into next year and and they win 10, 11 games and but they lose to Ohio State. By the way, have you seen what Ohio State brought in in the portal? Oh yeah. It's ridiculous. It. Ohio State might have the most talented roster in college football next year. I mean, it's it's stacked. So you go in and then you lose to Ohio State and and maybe you make the playoff but you lose in the and people are going to be like, "Well, what the hell? Jim Harbaugh won a title whereas 2 years ago we were ready to fire Jim Harbaugh." So look, I just think he is he is this is this is a tough job. He's going to be under a lot of scrutiny and hopefully they give him some grace, but you look at whether it's Frank Solich or any of the other guys that have replaced uh you know teams that that coaches that that won national titles we know this isn't an easy job for a first-year guy that's 37 years old. See, I think it could help him that they want, just won the title because I think that I, I just think that will back some people off. I hope know? so. Um, I don't know that it would at some programs, and maybe not Michigan, but I, I just feel like that gets you a little bit more slack on the rope. Yeah. Um, you know. But every every school right now, from Oregon to Alabama, is. Calling up uh, well, yeah, Michigan Michigan players, but that's true of every school. I yeah. mean, I saw an interview with Kalen DeBoer today, and he said um, people are still all over his players at Alabama. Yeah, I mean, it's just sharks in the water. This is the new. This is the game now. Yep. So um, surely more, like you said, they knew Harbaugh was probably leaving. So surely they've done a lot of things behind the scenes, or what they can do yeah, more to kind of shore it all up. But I just feel like. I don't know. I, I you never really want to follow a legend, as they say. That's why the Kalen DeBoer thing to to, to Alabama is tough. Yep. Um, but I think in this instance, I don't know. I view it like maybe it's a good thing you're following Jim Harbaugh right after winning a title because, um, you know those expectations go down at least for a little bit. Yeah. I don't think they expect it every year. I, you know. I I mean I, maybe maybe you get four. Helfrich got four years. Mm-hmm. Maybe he gets four years. Well, I, I think at least. Yeah, he gets he and Helfrich was really four. good. I yeah, mean, he played Hel- for a national championship. Yeah, but then it went south, and they only won four games. Yeah, and so one season like that, and he was out, and everybody was panicking. That will happen at Michigan. Like, like I don't think he has to win a title every year. Much like, see, I feel like Kalen DeBoer at Alabama has to win a title pretty much every other year. That's the standard that has been set by Nick uh, Saban. Yeah, Harbaugh at Michigan winning a title, I I don't think it it means the same thing. I think it 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 sort of means that. Sharon Moore needs to keep up the winning, mm-hmm. much like Helfrich did. Helfrich won. Um, looking here, he went what eleven and two, and then thirteen and two, and played in the college football title game. Yeah, and then he went nine and four, and that's when it's like. Eh. But then four and eight out. Yeah. If Moore does that, he's out. But if he keeps up the winning, and I'm not, he doesn't even have to win championships like at Alabama. I think he he could maybe outlast uh, uh, Helfrich. Helfrich. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I just, I just, I, I don't know why I think this, but I just feel like it's a little different expectation him I following hope so. Harbaugh than DeBoer following Saban. I hope Michigan doesn't get a case of big pants because Michigan's a great school and Michigan's a great job. But we, we've talked about this. It, they always compare themselves to Ohio State. They are not. When you look at Ohio State versus Michigan, they're not the same program. They don't recruit the same kids. They don't win at the same level. They don't win national titles like that. They have not been traditionally, and they sure as hell are not Alabama or a school like that. Michigan is a great school, but it's a tier below that. And now that you won, I hope Michigan doesn't go into this thing of, well, we ex- like you said, we expect to win. Like Alabama and DeBoer, DeBoer is going to find out real quick that 11 wins doesn't mean Jack S in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, I feel like- and I hope that doesn't... 
happen yeah. with Michigan. I don't think it will. I just feel like the the more Midwestern sensibilities. Yeah. May I hope so. May come into play there. And then on the other they side, they should with... hire Jed Fish, as somebody <laughs> said on this. Thank you for texting. You want every Husky fan on Suicide Dude, Watch. How His... funny would that be? Fish's buyout isn't that much. I mean, they wouldn't hire him, but. No, but. <laughs> what if they did? And Washington's sitting there like, what the <laughs> hell? And on the other side, uh, Harbaugh is taking over. Going into this season, almost everyone had the Chargers as a top 10 roster in the NFL. So Harbaugh is coming into expectations of win and win now. This isn't taking over the Panthers or the the Commanders or something like that. He should be able to win now. He should. This is a top 10-ish roster. With a franchise quarterback, Harbaugh is going to be expected to come in and hit the ground running, win 11 games, be a playoff team, win in the playoffs. There are going to be massive expectations on him in San or not San Diego in L.A. right away. Well, they were on Sean Payton in Denver too. Yeah, and he stumbled right out of the gate. Yep, took some time. Yep. So, I don't know. I don't know if that'll happen with Harbaugh or if maybe this is a Rodgers roster is that much better with the Chargers, but. It's going to be. It's not always that easy. No, but this is going to be one of the top two storylines going into next year. Yeah. Will be Harbaugh on the Chargers. Hey, man, the NFL is more interesting with Jim Harbaugh in it. Hundred percent. He's an interesting dude. Yeah. Um, by the way, this is the first time the Chargers have hired a head coach with previous NFL head coaching experience since 2007. Oh. Norv Turner. <laughs> yeah, how'd that, that work? How'd that work out? He followed Schottenheimer. Yeah. But if you look at if you're Herbert, you have to look at Harbaugh and just smile because. He fixed Alex Smith, yep. uh, developed Andrew Luck, J.J. McCarthy. Um, who else am I missing? There was there was one other uh, mixed. Oh, Colin Kaepernick. Yep. Uh, damn near won Took a Super Bowl with Super him. Bowl. So, like Harbaugh has a track record uh, with quarterbacks. So if you're Herbert, I you you got to be grinning. Well, he'll demand a lot. As a matter of fact, I was just reading an athletic article about his hire, and it said in there Harbaugh is demanding. Yeah, um, and he is. You know, everybody knows what they're getting with Jim Harbaugh, but he, the second he walks into an organization, he is respected. He's just got that yep. it factor. And we remember when we interviewed him, he carries He's got it. Absolutely. He's got it. And now with transition lenses, so, which make him double respectable. <laughs> what they said was he will demand um, a lot from that organization because he knows what it takes to win. But what they also said was Dean Spanos, who is thought of as a terrible owner, is finally ready to give it to him. In other words, they're tired of it. Yeah, hands off. And they're like, this is why we're hiring. They went to the top of the crop of, of, of coaches that were out there. And, I, and, and I be- this was as good. I don't remember ever. And say what you will about any of these coaches or their age. I never have seen a crop of coaches available in the NFL like this year. Really you, good ones. Dude, you had Jim Hart. Well, Harbaugh wasn't available, but he kind of was. Yeah. Um, you had Jim Harbaugh wanting to get out of college. You had Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick, um, Mike Vrabel sitting out there. You had uh, – hell, Nick Saban could even be thrown in there. <laughs> and, again, some of those guys aren't going to get hired. Yeah. I get it. I'm just saying just the accomplishments of yeah. the resumes of some of the coaches that were out there. And the Chargers went straight to the top of it and got their guy. And the, and Spanos is saying, we are ready to to be accountable. He, he will hold us accountable we're going to give him what he needs. That's that's pretty scary. Yeah. And 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 they're they're paying the freight. I guarantee his contract's going to be somewhere in the 13 to 15 million dollar range. 
You said yeah. they're they're willing to pay. I bet it's more than that. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot. I mean, Peyton just got eighteen million from the Broncos. As a matter of fact, we did this last oh, yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. The highest paid coach in U.S. sports right now, professional Sean, Sean sports Payton. right now, or actually not just professional in all of sports because it could include college, is Sean Payton at eighteen million dollars a year. That's after it was Belichick at yeah. twenty five. He's out, so now it's Peyton. I bet you, you know, Harbaugh might be the highest paid. I want to see this. That's a lot of milk oh, in I, all of uh, U.S. sports. Yeah, right I want to see if the details on that leak out. Hmm. Then you're gonna go to the top. You're gonna pay. You're gonna pay for it. Well, I can't stop thinking about the Todd Bowles give up. <laughs> That's just bothering you. Yes, it's unique. I'll tell you that. I can't. And yet no one's, no one's really bearing him for it. Well, they kind of are. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like in Tampa. I was reading today in Tampa. Are they, they they're him? rattling cages down okay. there. In the and nas- they are not happy with his answers. The national media really is not. This is not front page news. No, while they've turned the page. Yeah. yeah. All right, we'll get to that next. 416 on the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Prime time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. All right, in the news is coming up next. I have the audio. True story. Local audio. Um, yeah, I, I tell you what, man. I think a very, and I mean extremely, underrated story in sports this week is the Todd Bowles give up. Yeah. And it's not being talked about because, well, it's over, the Bucks are out. Also, in Tampa, there's really no more access to the players and coaches. Like yeah, they, they have done. scattered, they're mm-hmm. done. They did the final interviews and they're out. So there's really nothing more to say about it. I cannot stop thinking about it. So if you don't know what this is in the uh the divi- Because you just don't see this. No, in the divisional game, um the the Buccaneers had a chance to go down and uh and, and tie the game. And they threw the pick. And interception, thanks for coming, game's over. Minute and a half. Minute and a half. The Lions and there was one timeout the Bucks had and it didn't matter. The Lions could just take three knees and run out the clock. Problem with that is, is that Dan Campbell and the Lions didn't run the clock down. They were snapping the ball with plenty of time left uh, on the clock. So when they got to third down, had the Buccaneers called a timeout, there would have been 32, 33-ish seconds left. And at that point, the Lions would have had to either kick uh, a 45 
ish yard field goal right around there uh, or you know give the ball back to to Tampa and if they had kicked the, the the field goal and missed it they're in great position and the damnedest thing is Bowles didn't call timeout he let the Lions run out the clock when he could have forced them to do something on fourth down yeah and I'm not really sure which is worse the Bold way or bad can't Dan Campbell and yeah. we all love Dan Campbell yes but man it's did he royally screw that up can you imagine if that had gone was well, yeah sideways I mean, it's insane it was a gift yeah. from Dan Campbell that he did not manage the clock well enough to allow Tampa to even have a chance a total miscalculation and complete mismanagement of the clock, which we would be raking Mike McCarthy or Sean McDermott over the coals about. But the great Dan Campbell, no one seems to care. Yeah. Well, okay, so then uh, Bowles just basically said the game is over. Now, what I was reading is that they had they came at him pretty hard about this after the game and continued to as long as they had access to him. And his, his answer... It's it's basically it's ridiculous. The, it's the same. He's just saying the game was over. He said, and I quote, they already had a field goal lined up. Yes. By the way, it wasn't a chip shot. He said they would have been about 12 seconds left on the clock. That's not true. Um, and he said, we're not going to come back from that. There's no sense in prolonging the obvious. Yeah. Now, they were down by they were down by a touchdown. So had they kicked the field goal, that ends the game. Why not force them to kick the field goal? Well, because... Well, exactly. I mean, it, it's it's really egregious, um, and I've just never I don't I've never seen anything like it in a playoff game where we expect every single player and coach to lay it all on the line at all costs, no matter what. Right? Yeah. Like that's that's what that's what the playoffs are. That's why we love them. Is that it's all in. Like we're going to do everything we can to beat you, and we, you can count us out. But even thirteen seconds left on the clock, Chiefs drive down, tie the game. Right? Yeah. yeah, we're fighting. We're doing everything we can. That's what we're conditioned. To believe about the NFL and NFL teams, I just I still cannot believe he he viewed it that way. He so he's claiming them being in field goal range yep. is why he gave up. He he's saying that they would have been down eleven in his head. I thought he said seventeen seconds, but twelve seconds, whatever. There would have been more time than that. But even if they made the field goal, they're down eleven and it's over. Well, he's right about that. Yeah. But why not make them well and, and kick it? Because here's my thing. But it's it, they were at the thirty-one. When they kneeled, thirty-four seconds. So let's you bleed off a second to kneel, right? You call a timeout, and then that field goal is going to take—I don't know what what was a field goal take five seconds. But if they miss it, all of a sudden you you have you're in business. You have twenty-eight ish seconds, and yeah, you need you need a you need a touchdown. But I mean, at that point, you know you get it from where they kick it. So I mean, you're you're close to the forty-yard line. You're telling me with Baker Mayfield's arm that you can't throw a couple down there or at least get in a position where you're throwing a Hail Mary or two? It's, look, 99 times out of 100, I'll even say this, a thousand times, they probably win every one but one. But to not give yourself an opportunity or at least force them to kick that ball. Really wild. You can block the kick. I mean, weird things happen. It's just, it's it's unbelievable that you just are dismissive and say there's no sense in prolonging that. Well, Makes somebody, no sense. Somebody mentioned he screwed up and he doesn't want to admit it. That's yeah. exactly right. I mean, yeah. he, he knows. he's And he's probably, and what I think is worse is that in the moment, he probably didn't even realize it. No. 
He well, was so out to lunch yeah. about it. Well, because once the pick happened, well, and Dan Campbell was too, because yeah, they exactly. just were like, well, exactly. the, the interception was thrown, and it was like, it's the end of the game, and everyone just was out there cavalry, cavalry, God, uh-uh. it was very cavalier of everybody to just assume that it was over and headsets were coming off. Good little pivot. How someone, thank you, how someone wasn't in, in Bull's ears telling him, hey, by the way, man, they're sna-, at one point I think they snapped the ball with like 16 seconds left uh, on the play clock. How someone wasn't in his ear being like, dude, they can't run this out right now. I, I yeah. just No one noticed it. Not one. Yeah, I think it was just or a Or they to- told him and he's like, ah, they're going to kick a field goal. I, I guess. I, We're good. We have like a get-back coach in the NFL that keeps them off yeah. the field. I am dude. shocked that teams don't have well, like a clock management guy in these coaches' ears. Yeah. And that, for someone to say, who says Campbell wouldn't have run a play on fourth down? Sure, fine. Let him run yeah, a play. You're right. still getting the ball right. at the 35 with with 30 seconds left. Well, you could Campbell could have run around and then he could have extended the play and had the guy run all the way back out of the end zone for a safety. Yeah, I guess you could have that done that. That does happen when you're down in the other on the other end. I've never seen somebody do it from all the way over you, at the You run a real risk that someone's going to yeah. hunt your ass out like, you know, it's But a, you don't do that either, no. right? Like he's going to try to kick a field goal. That's yeah. really his only that's really the only thing he can do, and that's fine, and he probably makes it. But, dude, I, I'm just—I'm telling you, I can't stop thinking about it because <laughs> I cannot believe that two head coaches at that level, yeah. in that big of a game, in a one-score game, yeah. both screwed it up so bad. <laughs> I, I've never seen anything like that. It's pretty interesting, and and you're right in that. Campbell, <laughs> at the beginning, Dan was so murdered for being Dan Campbell. And now it's kind of gone the other way that when Dan does dumb things, and look, he does. I love Dan Campbell. <laughs> he makes decisions that are very hard to defend. But because of the way, it's like when Barkley says something on 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 TNT, and you're like, oh, that's Chuck. When Campbell says something, now we're like, ah, it's it's it's, it's yeah. Dan Campbell. Like, he's, this is what he does. But you're right that if it was another coach, he's getting we absolutely we kneecap him, dude. Mike McCarthy would have gotten fired for that. Yes. He would have. Yes. On either either side, if we, he were Bulls or Campbell. People, yeah, they would not let it go. But Dan is... Uh, That's wild, man. He just is a unique guy. And someone said this is the most anyone's ever talked about Todd Bowles, which is why no one really cares. Because he's just... Yeah, it's <laughs> like, yeah, it's Todd Bowles. I've never thought a lot of Todd Bowles. And he's a, hell of a, he's a hell of a defensive coordinator, and I thought he yeah, did a nice job this year. He did do a nice job this year. They were dead. Here's they, what I would say. He, he, I've always thought he sucked. I'm like, that. Uh, they're just, you know, what are they doing with Todd Bowles? Tom Brady leaves. I'm like, well, that's a good opportunity to get a new young coach in there or whatever, yeah. right? Well, they stuck with Bowles. Yep. He proved me wrong. He was good this year. Okay, obviously there's something to Todd Bowles. And so then they get into the second round of the playoffs, and I'm like, oh, my God, Todd Bowles. And then I bet on Tampa. Like I was like, <laughs> dude, I think they're going to – they could win this. This is going to be good. He had me. He had me almost flipped the other way, and then he goes and pulls something like this and completely reminds me. Why it was right in the first place that well, he sucks. They are, I mean, they went eight and nine and nine and eight with him. So in right. a really crappy ass division, they have another one of those, and Todd could be finding himself on the outside. Like I, I Did they this, go eight and nine. They went eight and nine the year the last year with with Brady with Brady with Brady. That's right. And then this year they went nine and eight, and they were yeah. dead in the water. And then they they figured some stuff out, and they managed to win that crappy ass division. But. What I'll say about Todd Bowles, and I think there's a lot of coaches that are like this, and there's a lot of quarterbacks that are like this. Coaches and quarterbacks, to me, have a very similar feel in that there is about five or six that are really elite. 
they're different. So you get one of those guys, you have a huge leg up on anywhere else. And then you got about five or six that are just awful and you're not going to win with them. You're just not. I don't care what you put around them, you stink. And then everyone else, uh, you're just kind of mushed in the middle. Yeah, there's a hierarchy there, but you know, there's not a huge difference. And I think this is kind of my Todd Bowles thing. He's not the problem in Tampa, but he's not the solution. He's just not. He is like having like Ryan Tannehill back in the day as your quarterback. You're like, yeah, it's it's fine. You know, you're not in love with it, but eventually they'll have a bad year. Like next year, if they go eight and nine next year and they don't win that division, Todd Bowles will be fired. And because you're not really missing anything, you yeah. you know that he's not terrible, easily replaced. But you, yeah, exactly, he's easily replaced. No one's like, oh my god, what are we going to do if we move on from Todd Bowles? What <laughs> you know, yeah. go find the next Todd Bowles. Those are easy to do. Yeah, I I just I really am interested. One of the, my this is something I'm so fascinated by in sports. I really want at some point to get better insight into clock management. And what it's like from a head coach perspective. It's worse than you think. Well, I know. We've talked to Dan Lanning about that. Yeah. I mean, Lanning has actually been honest about yeah, it. Yeah, he he talks about it. And I've learned a lot from him, listening to him talk about it because we, you know, we, we have access to coaches, but not yeah. that much. Yeah. But Lanning, we have access to every week. And we have talked to him about it because he's been in, raked over the coals about it. Yeah. And he had, I, I've learned a lot listening to him, but I want more. Like Andy Reid, for example used to be just crushed for this. Yeah. He was awful at it. Andy Reid is a Hall of Fame coach, one of the best NFL coaches ever, and he could not get out of his own way with clock management late in the Chip game. Chip Kelly was like that, too. Yeah, yeah, bad, Chip was like clock, that. Bad clock management. So I just, I really, man, if I ever got fired, which will happen, maybe I'll I'll do some big expose on ex- exploring this because I'm fascinated by it. Uh, why? I, because, and I think why I'm fascinated by it is because it just doesn't seem that effing hard. <laughs> You're the head coach, yeah. right? We're all watching on TV. If I can see something on TV that is pretty obvious, like Tampa has a timeout, yeah. you should know that too. One of the reasons, and this doesn't excuse Todd Bowles, but I think one of the reasons like Andy Reid and, and a guy like Chip, those are just the first two off my head, uh, play callers – it's harder yeah. than because they've got more. Going they've got on. more going on, yeah. and having stood in huddles, Shanahan, and, yes, same, same thing. Because there is a lot going on. Whereas if you're a CEO type, um, I think you have a little more clarity. Uh, you need to turn over that responsibility to someone else. I have been like in, Pete, yeah, Pete I've been Carroll. in, I've been, yes, I've been in huddles. I've been on sidelines. Uh, I've been standing around, and, and like when I'm just some slappy on the on the sidelines, I often stand by coaches, and I think it's very interesting. You'd be amazed at how many times the conversations going upstairs and down are pretty chaotic. Of there's just a lot going on, and there's a lot of voices, and stuff is easily lost. And yeah. if you don't have one person that is just great at that, stuff falls through the cracks because well, it is just it's chaotic. That's pretty obvious. Yeah. I but what I'm talking about is like. It's these are so such important things. They're huge. Why <laughs> they don't take it? Why more does seriously? this crap yeah. keep happening? Why why is it not taken more seriously? Pressure, it's fascinating. Pressure breaks. Pressure breaks everything. Pressure breaks pipes. Pe- pressure breaks. Like when you apply pressure, stuff happens. It's like why why does Jordan Love throw that god awful interception? <laughs> pressure. And I, I and and no yeah. coach wants to admit it. Coaches, when when there's pressure on, it's uh, this. You You do not want me as your head coach, okay? (laughs) You don't. But the one thing that I can tell you is that my S would be tight tight 
on those items. Yeah. And my Hail Mary plays. <laughs> those are the two things I can promise you. Be dialed in. You may that, want me as your That's your interview with the with the with the owner. I've You're got like, two hey, things two. I bring to the table. Yeah. One, any sort of clock management, timeout, faux pas, yeah. they're you can kiss them goodbye. Yep. I'm great at it. <laughs> Second, when we run a Hail Mary or a Hail Mary is run against us. <laughs> We're going to be dominant. You will be, you will be, that is your calling card. We are wait, going wait to Wait till the Hail Mary happens. We are going to be dominant. It's our time to shine. I'm just fascinated. The Todd Bowles and Dan Campbell. Oh, my God. How to screw up a game. I mean, it, it didn't matter, no. which is why no one's talking about it, but God, yeah, could it, it have. In a playoff game of that magnitude. All right, in the news is next, I've got super interesting local audio. Oh, and Travis Demers got back to me. I've got uh, breaking news about... Travis Demers, Blazers TV play-by-play guy. Uh, so all of that is next. Here's Schultze with SportsCenter. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. All right, pleased to have you along. Busy day. Jim Harbaugh to the Chargers. Blazers filing protests. Uh, Travis Demers got back to me. I got to tell you what he said. Yeah, the, uh, the voice controversy. Yeah, I, I said uh, I was watching the Blazer game the other night, and Travis was filling in for Calabros. He was doing TV, and um, his vo- he sounded completely different. And I think they're altering his voice. This is my conspiracy theory. <laughs> Which I love. You, I told you, I'm all about now random, Dude, insignificant conspiracy theories. Something's up. Yeah. Um, and it's not that hard to do. I mean, the the, the equipment is there. <laughs> and I would, not, I would definitely not put it past the Blazers to do that. The t- I just don't know why. The T-pain of NBA announcers. He said, thanks, Rob. Not that I know of. Are they altering uh, his voice? Uh? He says, I feel like it sounds different on TV than radio. Good to hear from you. Hope all is well. So spoken like a true play-by-play guy. Interesting. Fence sitter. <laughs> he won't. He won't break the news. But he's doing a great job over there, though. Yeah, he he does a good job. Yeah. So I think he'll be on there tonight. Well, are they? They're starting here shortly. Yeah, they? they're starting here in now. Houston. They're because they're in Houston. Listen and... to him. If you know Travis Demers and you know his voice, listen to how much different it sounds on TV. I'm going to give it a whirl because I listened to him on the radio and I did wow. not. Wow. Yeah, Clabro uh, has COVID, so he's filling in for him. I I will be checking the this vid. Out. Yeah, the vid. He's got the Rona. In the news, oh wait, uh, it's January 24, 2020. I did it again, Schultze. Sorry, that's I I should have known. What is happening right now? I screwed it up again. What am I doing? Who's winning? No one occurring. No one knows. We're trying to get to the news. Who's winning? What is occurring? Uh, It's January 24, 2024. Time for the news. I mean, today is National Peanut Butter Day. Like me some peanut butter. I don't eat a lot of it because it's terrible, but natural peanut butter. I eat organic peanut butter. Yeah, I do the natural stuff. I put it in some oatmeal, but you got to be careful with that too, because 
People are like, oh, it's healthy. And then they put like three spoonfuls and you're like, welcome to nine million calories. Look at you snooty peanut butter eaters. All right. Regular like Jiffy peanut butter might be as bad. It's like just, just eat a bag of Doritos while you're at it. Straight it's, sugar. It's not good. There's also nothing snooty about trying to eat more organic. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, okay. Tell that to the poor people out there, rich, richy riches. It is expensive. It, yeah. it, there is something it's much to be. Better for you, though. There is something to be said, like right. where, it is. like if you actually try to buy something that's that's healthy for you versus seven cheeseburgers. Screw it! For, I'm going to McDonald's. Do it. I think Schultz will share a burger with you. Hell yes. It is also Beer Can Appreciation Day. Oh, well, there you go. To which you have a... I got six of them right here. Yeah, Coors Banquet right there. Got Coors. some Yellow Jacket Tall Boys. Those are the talls, yeah. I love those. That is a good-looking beer. Yes. Just beer can. Yes, it's amazing. Yeah. And, quite frankly, it's delicious. All right, so I've got... Uh, boy, this is wild. That You know that story we talked about where the, uh, the, the Road Rage guy went up to the car and the dude shot him? Shot him and then shot the dude filming it and... Yeah, he shot two people. The guy in the car shot two people. No good. One guy died. The other guy lived. Yeah. The guy that died, that was the one where he was laying on the ground going, look, I'm sorry, I just had a bad day. And he tried to shoot him again, but his gun yeah. jammed. Brutal. And then he tried to claim that. I was like, I don't know. It felt threatened. Dude, KGW, this is worth the watch. Yeah. If you want to watch a 12-minute video, it's on KGW. And the headline reads, How a Road Rage Confrontation in Downtown Portland Turned Deadly. And it pieces together the security cam footage, cell phone video, the 911 calls, and court records. Mm. And you can, it, it is very clear what happened. Yeah. The best part of it, though, is there is a 12 minute and 45 second video right of them interviewing him. Mm. Now, for some reason, the, the murderer, for some reason, they did not put the whole thing on there. Apparently, it's like 30 minutes they cut out of it, which is odd. But the 12 minutes, worth watching. Dude, it, it is wild because this guy is a... First of all, he was driving... I think he was, like, driving a Mercedes. He was. He was driving a Mercedes. Yeah, a black Mercedes. Black Mercedes SUV. The second is, they, they when they put this story out, his name's Jeffrey Hammond. When they put this story out initially, they were talking about him like he was this business owner. Yeah. And he was, like, this well-to-do guy. Yeah. Um, I guess... Somewhat true. He says in the video that he was broke, and he was he was literally out of money, and he was driving Uber that day. Yeah, I heard something about that that he was kind of a he was going through some financial troubles. Yes, but the guy he I will tell you that I'm going to play a couple clips for you. Okay, yeah. I will tell you that, and I watched the whole thing. I can't play the whole thing here; it's too long. But he tells 100 percent the truth about how that went down. How it all went down? To, to police. And the police are, are interrogating him and, invest, and investigating the situation, trying to figure out what happened. When you compare what he said to the video, pretty spot he on. is telling, he is definitely not, how do I put this? Not stretching anything. Not he's he's not I, crazy. Like he's, then, he's then a, how, do you, how does he explain away the fact that a guy dude. that was just filming him with a cell okay. phone, that right. he shot that dude next? Well, you need to, you need to go, you need to go right. watch. I, I do. I want to see um, this. Because it's a really, the reason it's fascinating is this is seemingly a pretty normal dude. Mm. And, the guy that uh, uh, came out uh, to your car. Uh, hold on. Well, I misfire, misfire. Ah. Sorry. Screw that up. Um, so here is the first one minute and 45 seconds of him describing what happened. So, yeah, I've been doing Uber lately. Okay. Just because I'm out of money. It's not sure. work. You know, there's no yeah. way around it, basically. Yeah. <laughs> you know. 
if you like groceries and gasoline and things like that, it's Living. important to uh, do something for money. Sure. So, um, but yeah, I've been doing Uber and it was basically normal, but uh, this guy was following me basically. Um, I don't know the name of the street. It's the street between like Jake's and the other hotel across the street. Older. Yeah. So he was behind me and honking. Then I was like pulled over, but not all the way. Like I was maybe a foot off the curb. So he pulled around me and uh, started like flicking me off. I flicked him off. He pulled across the street with his car, got out, left his door open, and then started walking back towards my car. Okay. Came up to my window. During that time, I got my gun out of the uh, um, metal lockbox thing yeah. and basically held it there. I'll be honest, I probably, like, he wasn't armed, but he was menacing me. He was outside my window. Sure. And uh, I shot him once. Then uh, there was another person behind him, which I was a little worried about because I thought the person behind him may have a gun. Yeah. And they were setting up a shot. It's a military technique I don't know if you guys are familiar with, but they'll get somebody to come and talk to you in front of you and antagonize you while there's a person behind them setting up the shot. Yeah. And then the person steps away and they shoot you. Kind of like a distraction almost. Yeah. So that's what I was worried about. I definitely had people like following me and, um, you know, trying to like engage me in confrontation. Okay. So I think he's alluding to the. I think he feels like he was being followed. Yeah. I, I think he's a saying that. A military maneuver where the yeah. dude was going to distract him while the other guy sniper kid. By the way, also, you. in this video, he talks about his history of... Um, he, he has a past history of, of being in the security business. So he's like one of these... Everyone's out to get me. Yeah, Everyone, everything's very, a danger. Very paranoid, fearful guys, obviously. He shot the dude. The guy wasn't even armed. He even said it in there. Yeah. But he sounds so normal. Okay, so listen to this clip. This is bone chilling. Okay, this is 45 seconds long. And it's when he is asking about how the guy's doing. Yeah. That he shot. The guy that uh, came up to your car, where did you first notice him at? Was he saying anything to you? No, not at that point. Okay. Um, but actually, after he got shot, he said he was sorry he had a bad day. Okay. And uh, my gun jammed at that point, too. Okay. And uh, that's when I decided not to shoot him again. Because gotcha. it's like, I'm actually glad, like, he survived. Did he make it? I mean, I hope that, like, they both made it to the hospital, right? So the guy that, the guy that was at your car mm -hmm. that you said fell into the street, he did not make it. Oh, the guy, the second guy. The first guy. The first guy that was right up next to your window? Yeah. He didn't make it. He didn't? No. Oh. The second guy did. Look. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. Okay. Dude. Yeah, he really seems... Dude. Well, throughout the, can I say throughout the whole thing? Dude, he sounds like he's describing... <laughs> like, throughout... He, he shot two people. I know. And he's this, just so he's just like uh, he's clear and yeah. very matter of fact yeah. about it. And by the way, I'm looking at the video. That, that guy was not pounding on his window. Now, granted, the, the guy got out of the car and approached him. But I'm looking at he's not pounding on his yeah. window. He's not threatening him. He's not menacing him. Well, it, again, if you watch the video that they go on to ask him, hey, what you know, what did he do to make you feel that way? And he really doesn't he, he doesn't describe anything like he the guy was just paranoid yeah literally and he shot him literally the guy walks up to his car and is standing there he's not making i'm looking here he's not doing any sort of giant gestures he's just standing in front of the guy's window and he rolls down the window and shoots him 
The worst one is the poor bastard that's filming him. That dude's across. Shot, yeah. That dude's across the street with his cell phone in front of his chest, and he shoots him, and he, he just goes down. Yeah, and he said that. So that guy lived. He he shot him in the leg. He said that um, that guy he thought was pointing a gun at him. <laughs> he was filming with this. I hope this d bag goes to jail for the rest of his life. I tell you what, it's wild. They they. So obviously he was not granted bail because the judge said, "Oh, I wanted to read you this this portion of like because he's he's claiming self defense, of right? course. But there's really no, it wasn't that threatening. Um, but at the same time, what is and isn't threatening that's all in the eye of the beholder or whoever is, you know, uh, yeah. in, a, in an escalated situation. Right? Yeah. Here's what the law says: they did not they did not grant him bail. Um, the judge said there is not, at least by this court's view, statements even subjectively by Mr. Hammond that he reasonably believed that Mr. Martin was committing or attempting to commit a felony involving the use or threatened use of physical force. So according to Oregon law, a person may use deadly physical force in self-defense if the other person is committing or attempting to commit a felony involving the use or threatened uh, imminent use of physical force against a person. Okay? So that's what the law says. The judge was like, yeah, yeah dude, no, no, didn't happen. You're staying in jail. That's what he's going to claim. And it's, you know, after watching that video, dude, it's, it's I can't a, wait to see what happens. I, I hope he goes to jail for the rest of his life. I when I thought when I originally heard this, I was like, dude, is, was this guy, because first off, don't get out of your car. Don't approach anyone. Right. I mean, just don't. Never. Right. Never. Never. But yeah. clearly the guy was having a bad day. Yeah. But I thought maybe it was one of those where the dude went over and was kicking the guy's car, pounding on the window. He doesn't run. The guy casually walks over and stands in front of his window. Yeah. That's it. So I have a... And gets shot. Uh, and he tries to shoot him again. I love how he's like, that's when I decided to not shoot him again. No, you're gun jammed, dumbass. And then you unjammed it and shot the other guy. When we come back, I, I want to, real quickly, I think this highlights something. How do I want to say this? Um, I am not gun guy. As no, you, well you are know. not. Uh, as you well know. This is a shining example of why I'm not. And I, and I, I think it's a great example of of something. And so we'll, uh, we'll get well, to it next. Just know and that I'll if, do it quick. if you're looking to have a sneaky military attack on someone where one guy distracts you and then shoots the other one, you can do it to Isaac Rob because he's not prepared. I can't believe that was his excuse to shoot the guy filming. Yeah, somebody asked, was this guy even in the military? The answer is no, no he was not. No. He was in security, the security business was, for a long time. He was time. a gravy seal. He, he's a wannabe. All right, it's 453 on The Fan. Prime time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. All right, we're talking about this uh, road rage thing. Yeah, downtown it's, it's, it's haunting. I'm, I'm watching the video over the break, and, and you know, yeah. and go to it's, KGW. Yeah. It's really worth yeah. reading through how they piece that all together, and then watch the video of them um, interviewing yeah. him. But be prepared; it, it is haunting. Yeah, and it's yeah. You see, yeah, it's it's not good. No, none of it's good. No, and a man died. The, the only thing I wanted to say is, to me. Only me, one man's opinion. This is a shining example of why not to own a gun. And let me explain why. That killer, the guy, Mr. Hammond, Hammond. he is a functioning member of society. Mm -hmm. Seemingly not crazy. Not, he doesn't seem crazy no, at all. No. But he is paranoid and fearful. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are very paranoid and fearful people. And so what they do is they arm up. 
Okay, so I'm not saying everyone. I'm just saying that is one natural step. Yeah. If you are, if you think like him, yeah. you want to have a gun, right, yeah. to protect yourself. Yep. That makes him feel more secure. Well, when you are in a situation like that and you are presented an escalated situation like the one he was in, you think you're thinking clearly. You are not. You think you may be in the right. You may not be. See this case. Your fear is taking over. Anxiety. Um fight or flight, all of that. And then you add a gun and there is the recipe for disaster. Your life and someone else's right life are over. So now the the real fearful people will say to what I just said, they'll say, well, what if the dude that was walking up to the car had a gun? I just feel like these people are always letting their brain take them to the worst case scenario. That's why they own the gun. They've watched too much of the news. They're overly fearful of getting into a situation that is so shockingly unlikely. The vast majority of the time a situation like that, you're in an escalated situation, it isn't nearly as bad as your brain has been imagining. And that's exactly what this was. That guy wasn't going to do anything walking up to his car. He was pissed. He had a bad day. Shouldn't have done it. But there was no... Nothing was going to happen. And that dude shot him and that's where it's like that's right there is why i don't own a gun because in this instance the things that that man could have done is don't flip him off two he could have just gotten out of there when you see the guy walking towards your car leave drive away but even for the 0.05 percent or whatever it is of scenarios that leave you so vulnerable you think you need a gun you having one is only likely going to get yourself killed or like in this case someone else killed and your life ruined yeah. and that's why i don't own a gun one person's dead one person is shot and you're you're going to jail probably for the rest of your life and, and that guy when thinks, you could have driven away the point is that guy thinks yeah. he did he's like dude i i, did I right had thing. to shoot him he yeah. was he was scaring me yeah so i just and that, that to me is a shining example of how it can go wrong, even when you think with your gun, you're in the right. Yeah. I Right there. I, I think that there is uh, a lot of truth to what you said, and I think that was very well put. Absolutely. And Absolutely. this is also why, one last comment, this is also why we'll never get anywhere on the gun debate, because fear is just too powerful. It you It's just, it, it is, it's in all of us, yep. and... I gotta have it. it it's just not... You will never penetrate that emotion. No. Guy that guy that carries, and I know plenty of people, uh, and I own guns. I know plenty of people that conceal carry. In fact, I've had this conversation before with some of them, and I've always said that a lot of times people that that I, I think have concealed carries that do it every day, I always think it's dangerous because I make the – they're not convenient to carry. They're just not. And if every day you wake up and you put something on your belt or in your the leg or you carry it in your car and it's very inconvenient, and you do that day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, I do think that you find yourself in situations that there are a lot of easy ways out. And when you have that and you've had it every day, it's easy to say, I don't need to find a way out because I have this. I have the ultimate solution right here next to me. And in cases where you don't have one, it's very easy. And yes, I am aware that there are situations where the only solution is having that gun. And to that guy, it doesn't matter. I'm willing to risk it because I want to encase that that one time. 
But I think more often than not, there are easy solutions to avoid those situations and having that on you. This is why I don't carry one, even though I own guns. I don't carry one for that because when I did, I didn't like that feeling. I didn't like the feeling of being like, well, whatever happens, I have this. I think it leads to, to dangerous things. So, But it's to, to the guy that is, and I've, I've said that to people that conceal carry, and they push back on me like you wouldn't even believe. You would have think at that point that I'm, and I've had this conversation multiple times, they think I'm, I'm saying that the earth is flat. And like you said, just, you will not convince that guy, uh, which is why this debate goes nowhere, and it is just a sad, sad thing. And that being said, be real aware. Don't flip people off. Certainly don't get out of your car because you never know when you're walking yeah. up to someone where that person's at. Well, and I think, too, even if you have a gun, just let's all just de-escalate these road rage things. Yeah. Like, just don't, do whatever it's, it's it really takes to de-escalate to. that. Yeah. That guy sitting in the Mercedes should have driven off. Yep. When that guy was charging at him or, or walking briskly at his car, and you see it on the video, yep. he had time to, to squeeze out of there and get out of there. Oh, he had all kinds of time to Instead, drive Instead, he shot and him, and now his life's ruined, yeah. and that guy's dead. dead. It makes no sense. Yeah. All right, Sucks. we got to run. That's in the news, January 24, 2024. The Hot Five at Five is next. We have uh, late-breaking NFL coaching news, good news for the University of Washington, and, damn it, I'm giving you some golf. That's next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 